For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Late Night Health. This is the radio show that cares about the most important part of your life, your health. During the next hour, we're going to take a look at some issues that I think touch each and every one of us. We'll be taking a look at a new app that helps you to relax, helps you to meditate, and does a lot more. And we'll be doing that with a doctor who's not only a doc, he's a surgeon, and he's created this app so that we can relax post-pandemic. During this first part of the show, we're going to go to Seattle, Washington. We're going to spend some time with uh, Anne Bickley and David Montgomery. They've written a book called What Your Food Ate. And we're going to find out about our dirt, our soil, and are we really getting the nutrients that we should be from our food. Uh, Anne and David, welcome to Late Night Health. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, likewise. Listen, uh, I live in Ventura County. Ventura County, one of the biggest industries, if not the number one industry, is agriculture. And you would think that our dirt, our soil, would have lots of nutrients. However, I have tried to grow tomatoes. Last year, I spent $130 and I grew six tomatoes. And they didn't even taste good. Are we losing nutrients? Is our soil not as good as it was, say, 100 years ago? Yeah, you know, the, the care and feeding of our soil, if you will, is one of the big neglected problems of modern life. And it's a problem that goes has roots that reach back into ancient times in terms of land degradation in different parts of the world. But the short answer is there's sort of two pieces of it. One, it's not so much that the nutrients are missing from the soil itself. It's that they're not, not as many are getting into the food we grow in it. And understanding that process of sort of how plants take up nutrients is sort of a key to that. And there's, there's two elements of soil degradation. Um, the loss of soil organic matter is a big one and the loss of soil life. Think of them as the little engineers that are getting things out of soil particles and getting them into plants. And that gets into the realm of biology that's really Anne's area of expertise. Um, so it, it's, a little bit, it's a little bigger of a problem than we're just running out of nutrients in the soil. It's that we're farming in ways that don't, don't get them into our food as well as they used to. And we've degraded our soil. Let's talk about your backgrounds. You're, you, you just described yourself as an academic before we started, David. So we'll start with you. What is your background? Well, I'm a, a geologist by training. I'm what's known as a geomorphologist, and that's the kind of geologist who studies the processes that shape the surface of the earth. And so, you know, what forms soil and what erodes soil is sort of part of that portfolio. Um, 
and I'll, I'll let Anne describe her expertise, but I teach at the University of Washington and, and do research on landscape evolution around the world. Got very interested in the problem of land degradation and soil years ago. And that's a path that sort of led us, Anne and I, to collaborate together on works like What's Your Food Aid? And I'm just really curious about one thing. Do you have a, a big piece of land and who does the, who mows the grass? <laughs> We have, a, we have a small piece of land, and Anne is the master gardener. I just do what she tells me in the yard. <laughs> gotcha. And Anne, your background? Yeah. I, I'm the kind of person who's interested in a lot of things, and, and that's where uh, that's probably in part why I'm drawn to, to gardening and agriculture and growing things and wanting to understand how things work. So my background is in biology, and that led along the way uh, to doing work in uh, watershed restoration out here in the Pacific Northwest um, with salmon and also a stint in public health. And then, you know, here I am now writing books about, about all of this stuff because I think it's, it's really important that we understand how the world around us, the and by that I mean the natural world, you know, how, how, does it, how does it work and what does it have to do with us and why is it important that we understand it? The book is great, and I love the title, What Your Food Ate. And the reason I do is because if we're eating, if we're eating beef, we want to know that we have grass-fed cattle rather than grain-fed cattle. Um, cut down on your beef. I'm trying to do that. It's hard. Pork and chicken are pretty much the same thing in that what they eat is what we ingest when we eat them. And even if you're just growing carrots, it's the same. It, it, to me, it's the same thing. If there's not enough nutrients in the soil for that carrot, we're going to have a carrot that doesn't have as much the health benefits to keep life going. A am I correct in that? Well, yeah, just one thing that's that um, I'm not sure a lot of people understand about the way that that like you use the example of the carrot and it may be that the nutrient levels in the soil are normal, you know, where they should be. But what I guess happens too often in agriculture is that the life of the soil. So, and in particular, all of these microbes, bacteria, fungi, and so on, they're the ones who are like the little truckers and the little miners and the little helpers that are moving those nutrients out of the soil and bringing them to, you know, very, very close to the roots of plants. And then from there, the plants say, okay, I can take it from here. Thanks a lot. Here, you can have these compounds, these plant-made compounds, which are called exudates. And it's these exudates that turn this world down in the soil that just keep it humming and thrumming along. And, and those exudates feed these microbes and off they are onto their next voyage to get the nutrients that plants need and they bring them back and they get more exudates. And it, it can go on like this, um, you know, ad infinitum for forever really. But uh, there's gotta be enough organic matter in the soil for other parts of this ecological community to survive and and this is really what our our plants are are eating. I suppose if if crops could have a dietitian, <laughs> a dietitian would would say, "Hey, 
this is what you really need to do for your health. Keep feeding those microbes. And it's, it's very, very uh, similar to what we've been learning about with the human microbiome. And so that is these communities of microbiota down in our gut. And when we feed them well, they do us well. The, uh, I, I mentioned that I'm going to uh, plant some tomatoes this weekend and maybe some peppers. Maybe I'll try a carrot. I don't know. But um, living here in Ventura, where there are strawberry fields, there are kale fields, there are all kinds of agriculture growing uh, around, especially uh, where John Van Camp lives back in, in other parts of Ventura where, where I don't live. But our soil seems to be poor. And so last year I used, I think, one bag of organic soil, right? And I mixed it in. This year I've been told, uh-uh, you need four bags and it's only what you're, that's what you're going to plant in. And in general, do you think that we've sucked the dirt dry, so to speak, of nutrients? And we only have about a minute here. Yeah, you know, in terms of conventional agriculture, there's there's two main tools that have become increasingly common in the last hundred years, tillage, plowing um, and intensively and regularly, and the over-application of nitrogen-based fertilizers. Um, and those two things have greatly diminished the amount of or organic matter in farmland soils in the U.S. In terms of your soil in your yard, you know, lacking context, not sure what to say about that. I did, though, watch Ann bring our land back to life in our yard. We started out with really poor soil, you know, dirt, basically. And in the, over the course of about 10 years, she turned it into this incredibly rich, black, very fertile earth. I'm sorry to interrupt. We're running up against the clock and we'll be back in a, a moment. But Ann, because you have that rich soil, you have to plant something this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> you have to do it. Uh, I'm Mark Allen. This is Late Night Health. Join us at LateNightHealth.com. That's LateNightHealth.com. Uh, our guests are the author of What Your Food Ate. We're going to come back in just a couple of moments. I want to ask them about the Bible and dirt. We'll find out more about that as Late Night Health continues. Recently, I met Jacqueline from Bright here in Los Angeles. She gave me a hearing exam and then showed me how to hear again with the new Signia Pure Series hearing aids, and she can give you your life back too. I hear birds chirping, birds cooing, and even my wife. They easily connect to my smartphone. The Signia hearing aids are amazing, and with the charge and go, I don't have to fiddle with batteries and hear all day long. Not hearing is frustrating for you and your family. I know, you don't have a problem, but trust me, call Bright here now for a free hearing exam, a $125 value, yours free, just for making an appointment now. 
their offices throughout the Los Angeles area. Call Bright here now at 323-424-7100. That's 323-424-7100 for a free hearing exam. There's no obligation. Call now, 323-424-7100, or visit them on the web at brighthear.com. Late Night Health is proud of our partnership with the EBC, the Evolutionary Business Council. Check them out at ebcouncil.com. You're listening to Late Night Health with Mark Allen. The show continues in a moment. If you're listening to Late Night Health right now, you're part of the growing target of baby boomers we're serving. Hi, I'm Daryl Wayne, producer of Late Night Health, inviting you to join the Late Night Health family. If you have any business targeting the growing boomer market, Late Night Health is the ideal advertising vehicle for you. From vitamins to insurance, alternative health to Western-style medicine, Late Night Health caters to the growing population of those over 40 years old. This vibrant demographic has expendable income to fight aging, purchase travel, take care of aging parents, or just have fun. Find out about the advertising opportunities with Late Night Health. Call us at 805-391-0308. That's 805-391-0308 or email us at info at latenighthealth.com. That's info at latenighthealth.com. Join Late Night Health as we empower people to take charge of their own health care. Call now at 805-391-0308. That's 805-391-0308. Role models. They can make all the difference. In our world today, they have never been more important. One of the nation's most successful mentoring organizations is Jewish Big Brothers Big Sisters of Los Angeles. Their mission is to assist youth in achieving their full potential through innovative and impactful programs. And no nonprofit agency does it better. Jewish Big Brothers Big Sisters of LA serves Jewish children, boys and girls in our local community with a mentoring program that's been going strong since 1915. That's only the beginning. This nationally known agency owns and operates Camp Bob Waldorf. Its summer camping and weekend retreat programs enrich the lives of youth throughout greater Los Angeles. Then there's a college support program And last but not least, work that helps kids all over the world through the Teen Talk app. Want to learn more? Go to jbbbsla.org. Donate. Get involved. There's no better way to make a difference. Sometimes it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Words are a critical aspect of success. How you get your point across is a crucial part of what makes anything sell. So do it right and hire a writer. Whether it's articles, blog posts, technical writings, website content, product descriptions, or ghostwriting anything from a novel to a nonfiction book about your navel, contact Servet Hassan. If you want it to sell, write it right. Email Servet at Servet at ServetHassan.com. The latest from the greatest, the best in new music by classic rockers, with your host, the insane Daryl Wayne. This is Alice Cooper, and if Daryl Wayne is insane, what does that make me criminally insane? Stick around to find out. Many of the artist interviews for the latest from the greatest have been captured on audiobook. There is a volume one and volume two. Great information and conversations with people in the industry and people surrounded by the industry, and of course, the rock stars themselves. I'm the Reverend Al Green, and you're listening to the insane Daryl Wayne. And I said, Wayne Insane. <laughs> 
You can find it on Amazon or Blackstone Audio. Search for the latest from the greatest from Daryl Wayne, D-A-R-R-E-L-L-W-A-Y-N-E. Hello, this is Weird Al Yankovic, and you're listening to the insane Daryl Wayne, aren't you? <laughs> Late Night Health continues. I'm Mark Allen, along with... Uh, the not-so-insane John Van Camp sitting in for the insane Daryl Wayne. Uh, our guests are uh, David Montgomery and Anne Bickley. Uh, they've written a book called What Your Food Ate. I want to get into a couple of things. I mentioned the Bible. In the Bible someplace, and I don't know where, so don't. I'm not quoting the Bible. I'm not getting religious. But they talk about letting the fields lay fallow, where you don't do anything to them. You let it just sit there for a year. Uh, is that something we should be doing more and more? You know, the short answer to that is it, it kind of depends. Uh, in certain systems of agriculture, that's actually really good advice to give the, give the soil a breather, especially if you're working it really hard. Um, but there are styles of agriculture that, that we've seen in the last few years, and this style of regenerative agriculture that can actually grow food intensively and keep the soil productive you know, year after year. But it's a very different style of agriculture than has traditionally been done or that we're doing today as conventional agriculture. So I'll give you sort of a, a solid, it depends answer on that one. <laughs> All right, that works. I mean, I could see if you're growing, say, corn uh, and you do corn for a couple of years, maybe you change it to cabbage or soybeans or something else. Yeah, there's essentially three components to the style of agriculture that you could intensively grow food year after year and maintain the fertility of the soil. And that's don't till, grow cover crops in between your crops, and diversify your rotations. So yeah, don't just keep growing corn. Right, exactly. And of course, so much of our corn in the U.S. is genetically modified. You have to be really careful when you buy it and especially eat it. There are people who are allergic I don't know if that's the right word or not, to genetically modified foods. They have they get upset stomachs. We know that it can kill bees. Let's talk about GMOs. The idea, I thought, was great, but I think it went too far. Uh, Anne, what do you think? Yeah, from my perspective, I think one of the biggest problems with GMOs is that it in order to grow them, um, and in particular, I'm talking here about the, the so-called Roundup Ready crops, and um, it requires that a farmer use a lot of herbicide to deal with the weeds that are growing in amongst their crop plants. And of course, since the crop is resistant to that herbicide, a farmer can spray a lot of it out there and the crops continue growing and the weeds, you know, in theory, die off. But what that really is doing is it's introducing even more uh, herbicide and, and herbicides are toxic things. They're toxic to insects. They're toxic to soil life. It depends on, you know, which they're toxic to humans. Yeah. And to humans as well. And so when you have a GMO that ends up uh, fueling the use of even more herbicide, which we already use an awful lot of in modern agriculture, I'm not sure that they are such a good thing. It's kind of like, you know, there's always an upside and a downside to things. And if the downside starts weighing, uh, you know, weighing down on the upside, I think it's, it's time to start, you know, thinking, is this really such a great idea? And I know that a lot of the seed manufacturers who are producing 
genetically modified seeds, they actually put Roundup into the seed. And that means that I'm going to be eating that. I do not want to eat an herbicide. I just don't. And I know that David is smiling. We're looking at each other right now. I just don't. In Europe, I think in the European Union, I don't think Roundup is allowed at all. There has to be a reason for that. Why can't the U.S. get off their duffs? Come on, FDA and USDA, get off your duffs and get rid of this stuff. About yeah, time. All right, now I'm off my soapbox. Let's talk about bees because I think that's that helps your food. It helps what your food is eating by pollination, et cetera, et cetera. Are bees important, uh, guys? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Insect pollinators are sort of crucial to anything that needs pollination to, to, to flower uh, or to, to bear fruit of the flower. Um, so, you know, and there's there's people people have argued there's an insect apocalypse going on today and agriculture is a big piece of that. And um, that is something that should concern us. It's much like the, you know, the declining state of the world's soil, the declining state of our insect pollinator population across the world should concern everybody who's interested in the future. And one of the advantages of a regenerative style of farming is it allows farmers to keep producing high volumes of food, but wean themselves off of herbicides and pesticides. And insects are a major beneficiary of that. Um, one of the real realities of pesticide use is that when you go out and look at insects in a farm field, you know, there's for every pest that you kill, you're killing multitudes of pest predators. Um, and there's actually very little different, there's good studies that have shown that pest control on organic farms that do not yield pe use pesticides can be as effective, if not more effective than the modern use of pesticides. So it's another element of how we kind of re need, need to rethink agriculture, the, the style of agriculture that we call conventional today. Got it. Uh, going back to GMOs, there have been studies to show that when bees go from their hive into a genetically modified field, then go back to the hive, parts of the hive die. Yeah, that that's a big concern. And I think this is another area where uh, the approval process for GMO crops didn't look widely or broadly enough uh, at what the impacts are. And so there's, what tends to happen with, at least if you're looking at an agrochemical, is most of the time it's done really sort of short-term toxic effects. And what isn't looked at are cumulative effects or indirect effects. And that, in part, that's hard to do, that's difficult to do, and it's really time-consuming. And so regulations don't tend to require that, that level of scrutiny. But... Uh, yeah, it's probably not just bees that are being affected, but all kinds of, of insects who are, you know, consuming the pollen and nectar of uh, GMO crops, and we don't know enough about it. As we wrap up our program, I'm going to suggest that maybe you come back during the summer when we're in the, um, the middle of harvest, yeah. and we can talk again and expand on this, because I think this is an important issue. You are what you eat. I think that was a book in the 70s. And uh, it still means the same thing today. And as I try as often as I can to buy organic, I don't buy genetically modified foods, at least intentionally. What can people do to help get our agriculture sector back on track? Yeah, I, 
I think it's sort of a two pronged thing. Um, there's the U.S. agriculture, any agricultural system is it, it's large, it's complicated, and there's only so much an individual can do. And so that's where I, I think that, OK, you can fight the big thing, the big thing that isn't, you know, what we all want. Or what you can do is start um, finding farmers and supporting the kinds of farming and agriculture that produce the kind of food that you do want to eat. And so you're sort of you know, if you can focus on the positive thing, support the thing that you want, while also, you know, being as active as you might want to be on, um, you know, reforming U.S. agriculture, you know, that's another thing to do. Uh, the name of the book is What Your Food Ate, and um, go to farmer's markets. I do once a week, and I enjoy it. I try to stay away from the pastry and the bread, especially the pastry. The French pastry, oh, man, are they good. And of course, they're non-GMO. Oh, well. Um, uh, look forward to uh, you guys returning. Our sister show is Mark Allen Cooks on Wednesday night on Facebook Live. And uh, we'll have Ann on there and we'll cook something together, okay? Yeah, I'd love it. All right. That'll be great. All right. Again, the book, uh, What Your Food Ate. Um, and it's available on Amazon now. Is it out yeah. yet? It's available on Amazon. All right, good deal. All right, when we come back, we're going to teach everybody how to relax with a brand new app. Don't go away as Late Night Health continues. something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details